Good morning. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls, and I'm your host. And listen, I have a, um, a guest on today that I, I literally... Okay, so here's the backstory. As you guys know, Matt Koenig and the Rockstar Automotive Conference is a sponsor of this show. Make sure you're at the Rockstar Automotive Conference in Las Vegas in May, and I don't know the exact dates, but I'm going to be there. So anyway, um, Matt told, he posted something on Facebook, and he said, if you use Calendly or any other calendar scheduling tool, you need to stop that crap right now and go sign up for this other software, and it's called Book Like a Boss. I signed up for it because I use Calendly, and Calendly has some issues that I am not fond of. So I signed up for Book Like a Boss, and holy moly, it is unbelievable. And I convinced the CEO of the company to interrupt his afternoon, because it's afternoon where he is, and come on the show and introduce himself and talk about his story. So I'm going to butcher his name, just so you guys <laughs> know. Um, but I'm <laughs> I'm going to welcome my new friend, Oh, God, I hate saying this. Nachum Kligman, right? Am I close? Perfect. You are perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. Tell him how to say your name, man. No, that's great. Nachum Kligman, that, that's great. Okay, good, good. So <laughs> Nachum is in, in Israel, and, um, and you can tell he's got a very, very thick accent. <laughs> yeah, very Israeli. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, now... He's, you're, uh, let, let's start with telling everybody um, where you were born and raised. Talk about that a little bit. Sure. So I, I was actually uh, born and raised in Passaic, New Jersey, which is in North Jersey, about 10 minutes from Lincoln Tunnel. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up there until uh, I guess I was about 18. I actually then went to Israel for about five years. I thought it was going to be one year and then ended up staying for five years. Then went back to Passaic for three years. Uh, actually, no, for like, I guess another eight years, but uh Found my wife, lived there, married for three years, and then moved to Israel in 2002. Wow. You just couldn't take living in the States, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I was here for five years. My wife actually came to learn here for a year, and we just fell in love with the country, and oh, we both man. wanted uh, to move here and raise our, our children here. So That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, I, and I've never been to Israel. I, I've heard that it's an amazing place to be, though. Absolutely. And you got to come, Ken. We're yeah. buddies now. We're friends. You said That's my name right. right. That's right. And hey, um, I, you know, I, I was telling you, I'm leaving for, I've never had a passport in my life, but I'm leaving next week for, for, uh, to go to Jamaica. And so I, I have a passport coming. Like it's going to be here like any day now. So hopefully since I leave next Friday, so now I can come, I have a passport. <laughs> That's it. So That's it. So, so let's talk a little about, so you grew up in Jersey. Where did, did you go to college? Uh, first semester. I was actually, you know, uh, like a lot of entrepreneurs, school didn't agree with me or I didn't agree with school. Yeah. Uh, so actually I, I left, um, I got kicked out of three high schools. And uh, then what was supposed to be my senior year of high school, I actually enrolled myself in some community college courses uh, where I did very well there. Um, but, uh, you know, it was after my senior, what well, would have been my senior high school, I was already in college, but uh, I decided to go to Israel again, what was supposed to be for a year and ended up there for five years. So I sort of uh, skipped the college thing. 
but I don't think I would have gone anyway. I was just, you know, always entrepreneurial from a kid and, um, you know, I didn't feel that uh, college was for me. I was very street smart, but not very book smart. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. I, 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 uh, they told me my senior year, um, I, 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 you know, I hated school. I'm just going to be honest. I hated it. And, and, you know, um, they told me my senior year, hey, you didn't get a biology credit in 10th grade. And I'm like, yeah, I, like that. I hated that class. Like, who likes biology? And, right. and they're like, well, yeah, you need that credit to graduate. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm never going <laughs> to use. Bi- Who's going to dissect a frog in their 40s? Like, I'm not <laughs> dissecting a frog ever again. Like, I understand how the leaves collect the sunlight. I'm good. Let's just roll. And they, did, they, did, they, did, they didn't see it that way. So I said, right. I'm out. Peace. I got stuff to do. I'm not. St-. So I left like two months before graduation. I, I said, well, if I'm not graduating, I'm not coming back for a year for this crap. So, you know, right. good luck with your lives. So, yeah, I can relate, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think, you know, school has been the same way for what, like 60, 70, 80 years now. It's time for a change. I need to do things a little bit differently in in a lot of different ways. Again, like even, you know, geometry and algebra, you know, I I knew back then I was never going to need it. And if I ever needed it, so I'd hire somebody that knows it, you know, (laughs) why do I got to, you know, you, I think people need to concentrate and look at their inner talents and what they're good at and really focus on the skills that they have and things that they enjoy, and then you're just going to accelerate and, you know, do well with what you know. And you, nobody can know everything, but uh, you may as well do what you do know. Dude, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I think that, that you're right, school's been, like, here's what's interesting, you know, and, and I've, I've had so many people say, um, you know, Grant Cardone, I don't know if you know who he is or not, but sure. he's a friend of mine. I, I used to work on his website and, and, and he's a, he's a great dude. Great, great guy. And, you know, he talks about, about it all the time. Like, you know, college, like you're going to college and getting into $200,000 in debt to come yeah. out of college and probably not use the degree that you just went into debt for. <laughs> Exactly. Like, and it, it's insane to me. I, and I'm sure you've interviewed college kids. I've, I had a kid show up one time for an interview that, that was, um, it was, it was like he was in between junior and senior year. He had to have an internship with a marketing company to graduate. Like it was a, a requirement, right? And right. I said, okay, so we're talking about a free internship then, right? And he's like, oh, no, 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 it has to be paid. And I go, <laughs> okay, well, how much? And he's like, oh, I'm thinking like 20. I go, 20,000? And he goes, no, $20 an hour. I said, get out of my <laughs> office. I'm going to pay you $20 an hour to learn from me. Have you lost your mind? Get out of here. So <laughs> like, that's what they're teaching kids though. No, it's crazy. I tell anybody, you know, I get, I get asked a lot of questions and, uh, I, and you know, when we get to the book, like a boss story, I'll tell you a little bit more how that, how the, you know, how that happened. But I, uh, you know, I was a business coach and I was helping people and, you know, whenever I, anybody asked me advice, I said, listen, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you want to start a business and you're a teen, I said, it's better to spend the money, $100,000, $200,000 on starting a business, even if you fail. Right. It's better to put the money into that because you're going to learn everything you need to know about survival and about being an entrepreneur and starting a business and accounting and hiring and firing and marketing and, you know, everything that goes into running a company and that money is going to be more well spent 
learning by doing than hearing someone else teach you. Amen, man. Wow. Dude, we need to get that message out to everybody. I'm going to cut that clip and I'm just going to spread it all over the internet because that is 1000% true. Absolutely. Just not to my parents. <laughs> well, I'm going to target them in a Facebook ad. So, like, no, I mean, that that's the thing. Unless you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a, you know, right, my no, sister's a nurse practitioner. So, you know, there's, yeah. there's some requirements there. If you're going to be a, a nurse or whatever, but like, you know, because I, I certainly yeah, no, wouldn't want, I, I wouldn't want a high school dropout operating on my brain. Exactly. Exactly. Obviously, college are, are you know, uh, professions and things that uh, is definitely helpful and beneficial for. But even, you know, if you want to be an auto mechanic, you know, it's much better to work for an auto mechanic and learn with your hands by doing than to hear someone else talking about it. You know, it really depends on what profession you want. But there's definitely for entrepreneurship and business, you know, there's no better learning than by doing. I 1000 percent agree with you. 1000 percent. So along your journey, so you, you ended up in, so you're from Jersey. You ended up in Israel. Was that with your parents? Uh, actually, my parents, they came 10 years after us. Okay. So they're here now, but um, took them a little bit to get to us. So you went to Israel on your own as a teenager, late teens? or? Yeah, for my community, um, it was very common for people after the year after high school to take a gap year before college. Oh, okay. Uh, and go to Israel for the year. And I just fell in love with the place and ended up staying for five years as opposed to, you know, wow. just one or two, like most people. That's and awesome. plus, you know, I, I didn't really have a desire to go back to college. So, yeah, you know, uh, I just wanted to stay in uh, Israel. Yeah, we've covered that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, so you end up in Israel, you come back to the States you find your wife, you go back to Israel and, and this whole time you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I can remember. You know, I was a kid that was babysitting, uh, shoveling snow for 20 bucks, including a you know, driveway and sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing baseball cards, selling at trade shows, um, candy locker at school. They, that was shut down because I was making more money than the teachers. Yeah. You know, I, I was uh, always entrepreneur, always looking how to uh, make money. Um, <laughs> it was always a passion and, you know, drive that I had, so. Boy, teachers, teachers don't like it when you when you're when you're doing better than them in high school. <laughs> exactly. They're like, well, how can we teach this kid? Maybe he should be teaching us. You right. Know? Yeah, they didn't think that. I guarantee it. They, <laughs> they would have been smart to think that, but I, I'm sure they didn't. So, no. so, so. Because so they you, went to college. What's that? Because they went to college. Right. I know that made them really. <laughs> so, so, so you ended up. What what when you say you were an entrepreneur, what was like your first um, non candy locker business? I mean, your first real business. What what'd you do? Yeah, so it's a great question. So what happened was was after well, actually, I did have a I opened up a restaurant in Israel for a year, uh, which was a great experience. Always wow. wanted to do that, but the but it was uh, it was it was like really brutal. It was like getting up at 6 a.m., not getting back to midnight. And, you know, the location I had wasn't so great. And uh, I just said, you know what? There was no way to really grow it. If I was going to spend 15 hours a day doing something, it was going to be something that was going to make a lot more money than I was making there. So I sold the restaurant, and um, then I came back to the States. And I said, you know what? I, I bought Entrepreneur Magazine, Inc. Magazine, Small Business Mag, everything I could. And I looked at all the different, you know, business opportunity ads yep. that they had, you know, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I mean, they still have them. They still oh have my them. God. 
You tell so that I, story, I, dude. Go ahead. So, so I went through all the different kits and all the different VHS uh, <laughs> tapes that they sent me and all the different business opportunities. Yeah. And the one that really um, came calling to me was a company called Bosco. I don't even think they're around anymore. Uh, but it was in the um, uh, advertising specialty business, you know, printing, uh, you know, T-shirts and hats and all that different type of stuff. And uh, I, I realized that that's something I love because I love marketing. I love branding. I love – you know, it wasn't to me a hard sell because people love to see their name and brand on great stuff. Yeah. And plus, you know, as a, you know, I guess I was in my 20s at the time. Uh, it was great because I could make a sale, make a few thousand dollars, then not do anything for a couple of weeks. And then, yeah. you know, make another make another sale, you know, have a good time. And um, so I really enjoyed that business. And then I ended up uh, buying a franchise called Adventures in Advertising, um, which was in this industry as well. And so I spent... I, you know, I guess about 10 years uh, doing promotional products and advertising specialties. And, um, you know, I just re I really enjoyed that business. Wow. So, so, like, were you selling, like, to companies to get their logo put on stuff? and Exactly. T-shirts, hats, mugs, you know, uh, all those different type of th types of things. And you did that for you 10 know, years? Yeah. Yeah, I did it for 10 years. I mean, when I got married, um, you know, I did it for three years. Uh, while I was married, actually, I took a break. Yeah, like, exactly. Like that? Exactly. I could tell you how much that cost, how much our cost was, where to yeah. get it, you know, that type of stuff, and all the inside uh, ASI uh, secrets. Yeah. But um, I did it. Actually, um, you know, I always had a problem. It's also common, I guess, with entrepreneurs is working for someone else. Um, but when I got married, my in-laws uh, sort of felt that it'd probably be good if I had a job as opposed to just running my own thing. So I tried that for like three or four months again in this industry. But that didn't work out well. It was terrible. Yeah. So I left, and then I continued doing it on my own. Uh, and then I had, you know, my first high tech idea, um, which I started when I was in the states. But that failed after um, just about three, four months. Unfortunately, it was a great idea, but it was illegal. So uh, it was what? It was illegal. <laughs> it was it was illegal, and it was funny because it was the dot com boom, and I had like a I had like a huge law firm in Manhattan that was took like a seven percent interest in the company to do all the legal work, um, and it was a fantastic idea, but there was uh, no way to do it legally. It was it was uh, sort of like a uh, what's called like a Chinese auction. Um, I don't know if the audience is familiar with it, but basically it's, the idea was that you would have I'd have a platform, yeah. and let's say Ford would donate a car to a nonprofit or, uh, organization, let's say the American Red Cross, yeah. right, and then we would auction off tickets. Um, for donations that would go to uh, to win the car, so Ford looks great because they, you know, they get a tax write-off and they donate a car to the American Red Cross. Right. right. American Red Cross can make you know tens of thousands of dollars on this auction, and we as a platform make fifteen percent on it. Right. And the idea was to have thousands of these auctions going at one time, and you know it was a huge business, had a lot of very uh, well-known people involved with it, and uh, but what happened was. It, after spending tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees that, thank God, I didn't have to pay for because uh, they had equity, but they, uh, they said it was illegal, that there was no way to do it legally because it was still considered gambling. Even uh. though the money was going to nonprofits, anytime someone puts money into something for a chance to win something, yeah. uh, it was considered illegal. Now, 20 years later, there is a company, I forgot the name offhand, but they, uh, they're doing something similar, but with celebrities and getting on TV shows and getting on uh, walk-on roles in movies and all this stuff. Wow. Uh, and meeting, meeting with actors. And the, I forgot the name, but they, the loophole that they found 
was that if you can enter the contest for free, then you could ask for donations, people to pay for other entries. But at the time, we didn't find that loophole. And so after three, four months, uh, I closed it, went back into That's when I bought the uh, Adventures in Advertising franchise. And here's another great uh, – I, can I tell a story? Um, yeah, I don't want to – whatever. Long story short, I wanted to uh, move – when I moved when I wanted to move to Israel, I wanted to take the franchise and open it up in Israel. Yeah. And the company, people from the company told me, great, that's a great idea. You could do it. And then when I moved to Israel and um, – in, and this was back in 2002 as a war zone then. It was crazy what was going on over there. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I placed an order for one of my clients for some shirts. And the printer uh, called me like a week later and said, hey, we never got your shirts. And so I called the manufacturer. I said, why don't you send over the shirts? They said, oh, corporate said we can't send your shirts. So I called corporate and I said, why can't I sell my shirts? And uh, why didn't you send my shirts? And they said, uh, uh, why did you tell them not to send my shirts? And they said, because um, you can't legally operate your franchise outside of the United States. Oh, my God. Now, I said, but I have emails from someone very high up in your company telling me that it was okay. I said, yeah, well, he likes to talk, he, you know, but he doesn't really know the laws. I said, but I just moved my family 6,000 miles away into the middle of a war zone, uh, and you're telling me I can't operate my franchise from here? Oh and they said, God. that's correct. I said, I said, I'll see you in court. Uh, a couple oh days later – I got a very nice settlement offer, which was fantastic. Um, and so I took the settlement, uh, which gave me some nice, uh, some nice pocket cash. Yeah. And then there was another company called I Promote You, yeah. IPromoteYou.com, and they're still around. And they were fantastic to work with. They weren't a franchise, uh, so I was able to work with them. And so I did that for a couple of years until I opened up my first high-tech company in Israel, uh, which is going back to 2002 also, towards uh, 2003. And my first, my first high tech company in Israel was a company called Invite, I-M-V-I-T-E.com. Mm -hmm. And it was an interoperable instant messaging company with a built-in affiliate program. So uh, you remember instant messaging back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know, Team and Yahoo, MSN. Yeah. And, uh, right, so we, we created a platform that you could communicate with all the different uh, chats out there. But we also attached a mall to it. And uh, anytime you purchase something from the mall, you get a discount. Anybody that you invited to use our chat – bought something you would get a discount you would get money from their sales as well so uh that's also a long story i don't know how much time we have but well, yeah all um, day. hey man it's the internet and my show we can go all day i don't care <laughs> all right so i mean basically what happened was in 2000 uh 2004 2005 you found said, out it was illegal <laughs> no no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> totally legal. I was the first one to come up with the idea for RSS feeds in, in a messenger. Wow. I, uh, you know, I, was, I always think a little bit ahead of the time. And what happened was we had tens of thousands, of, if not hundreds of thousands of users in, all over the world using it. And I told my partners, I said, hey, listen, I have this. Um, there's something new in the world. It, this is 2005. It's called um, um, social networking. And I want to create a social network and we can – I already found a company in California that we could do it for about five grand. And we'll integrate this social network platform with our you know, hundreds of thousands of users using this instant messenger. And um, they said, well, what's this social networking thing? I said, well, it's a platform. People come in. They can connect with each other and they could actually post things and they could read about it. And they said, well, and my partner uh, – I had two partners. One of them said, well, we can't do that. I said, why not? He says, well, if we give them a platform, they can speak bad about us. I said, it's oh, the internet. They can speak bad about us anyway. And um, he said, 
yeah, but we shouldn't give them the platform to do it. I said, listen, I'm the visionary of the company. If we're not going to do this, then um, you know, I'm going to leave the company. And the third partner voted with the, with uh, my other partner, and so I left. Now, this was 2005. This was when Facebook was just in Harvard. Okay, God. we had we could have had hundreds of thousands of people in our social network, and we could have exploded. Uh. But wasn't meant to be. Wow. Uh, and I left and I started uh, another company called, originally it's called Koof, Q-O-O-F.com. And that was in the video space. People in 2005 were looking at uh, online video. Yeah. And they were, and how do, uh, how do we make money? How do we monetize it? Pre-rolls, post-rolls, mid-rolls. YouTube had just gotten started. And I looked at video differently. I said, how do we use video as a selling tool? And so I actually have a couple of patents uh, in my name. Um, for uh, some of the development we did in, over, in terms of overlays and making the video into a sales tool. And um, that company actually just sold about uh, six months ago. Wow. Uh, after about 10 years, or maybe even longer, 12 years, 15, Jeez. I don't know, it was a long time. That, yeah, that was 2005 to two. I left, uh, I left after five years, though. Um, but uh, then I started a couple other companies. And then... I guess, I don't know, just three, four, about four years ago or so, or five years ago, I started another company. I said, I have a, a special needs uh, son who has cerebral palsy, mm. and um, he had a drooling problem, and he used to always wear a bib around his neck. Yeah. And uh, I said, you know, he was already like 14 years old. I said, you know, at 14, he shouldn't be wearing a bib around his neck, or maybe 12, 13, whatever, however old he was. And I said, you know, what if I created a shirt? that had like a bib on the inside that was antibacterial, quick try, um, ab absorbent, et cetera. Uh, and then he could wear a shirt like everyone else. And I wow. said to myself, I said, I said, how hard could it be to create a shirt? Um, apparently it's a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> and manufacturing apparel, you know, manufacturing in China, I, I just, uh, I, I, I launched a Kickstarter campaign, which was successful, but um, I got messed over by China and there was nothing I could do. For example, like, I had ordered, I don't know, like a thousand shirts, and I had ordered shirts with the bib on the inside and yeah. without. So it was like 75% was with and 25% was out uh, without the bib because yeah. I wanted regular people in the family to wear the same shirts as the special needs child. Yeah. It was a great idea, beautiful story. But China, uh, they, I signed off on the um, final papers about delivery after going back and forth for like six or seven months with the colors, the fabrics. It was just, it was just crazy. Everything just took so long. And uh, to make a long story short, they had sent out 75% without the bib and only 25% with the bib. Uh, really really screwing over like hundreds of my customers that have been oh, waiting no. like six to eight months for their shirts. And then – so then I had to reorder and I couldn't start the process new with another manufacturer because, you know, it would have just taken another year. Right. And I asked them for a discount and they said, okay, let me speak to my manager. And I actually had gone to China. You know, I, I went to uh, – I went to China to meet with the manufacturer, and they had, you know, some good clients. But it turns out, if you're only doing like a, a deal that's worth tens of thousands of dollars, yeah, you're you're not worth that much to them. You know, they'll throw you to the side for nothing, and you know, try to sue them. Um, but they, they they decided that they'd be so nice and give me a two percent discount on my next order. Oh my god! Wow. So I lost, and this was a labor of love. I, I'd sunk a lot of my own personal funds um, into it, and you know, I'd spent a couple of years doing it and trying to build it out. And then uh, I had some investors that came on board, and they ended up uh, messing us over. They weren't, they weren't savvy investors. They, um, how do you say, they they weren't experienced. Like 
we had given them a you know projections yeah. on where we think the business is going to be, and then they tried holding us to the projections, even though we had manufacturing problems. But they said, well, why didn't you sell the shirts? Well, they we had whatever. Long story, nightmare. But uh, so after uh, two and a half years of trying to do it, I closed it, and um, I, and this actually leads in uh, to the book like a boss story, like how we got to you this. Know, I I gotta tell you though, let me interrupt you for a second. The I have a really 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 good friend. Um, her name is Sherry Matthews. I'm sure she will eventually watch this. I'll, I'll actually tell her to watch it. Um, she has a company called Heal in Comfort. And she patented a shirt for women. She, Sherry is a breast cancer survivor. And, and she noticed that, that you know, the, they give you an instruction sheet like, hey, after you've been in for your surgery and had your breasts removed, um, make sure you bring your husband's shirt because um, you're going to want to put something baggy on that's not tight and rubbing against the, the you know, area. And right. um, she's like, you've already lost your dignity and they're telling you to bring your husband's shirt. So she literally took she's a she's an engineer she's brilliant i don't even know how many patents she has but she has a bunch um and i love this woman i should connect you guys because she has she has this it's called healincomfort.com you can check it out she's amazing. yeah definitely check it out she's amazing and she's been through all the same stuff you're talking about i mean yeah. like a lot of it so yeah it's yeah. i mean i learned Again, we talked about before about learning by doing. Like, yeah. I, you know, I definitely made a lot of mistakes, and uh, I had I had a lot more trust because I'm just a very trusting person. Right. Um, but uh, I learned from my mistakes. But it's it is it's not so easy. People think, oh, just you know, launch an apparel line and you know yeah. make tons tons of money. It is super hard. Yeah. It is. Let me tell you, it's super hard. Um, but anyway, I was so burnt out from. Um, trying to get that off the ground and from and from uh, my previous company I said you know what? I'm gonna take a break from starting companies let me do I wanted to write a book I wanted to launch a podcast I wanted to uh, do coaching and so I took off you know some time to do that and what happened was when my podcast came out my book came out I was getting people emailing me messaging me like every day hey can I take you out for coffee hey can I pick your brain hey can we get on a call I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm a coach. I charge for my time. Oh, how much do you charge? Oh, I charge $250 an hour. Oh, I didn't know that. Can I get back to you? It was just like a lot of back. Well, you know, can you tell me more about yourself? I said, you know, I wish there was a way I could just send somebody a link that says, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what people say about me. Here are the most frequently asked questions. Here's my calendar. Book me and pay for it all in one place. Right. I said that would be that would be brilliant. I said that way it's no back and forth. Yeah. People can see that I'm a professional. People can see what other people have said about me. They could yeah. see, you know, that I know what I'm talking about, and they could see the different offers I have. Whether it's a 45 minute session or you want to put me on retainer, they could learn everything they need to know. I don't have to waste time. And yeah. then uh, you know either they'll you know if they're not willing to pay, well then they won't contact me again. If they are, then I'll just get money. Right. And I get pay- and I get paid up front, so I don't even have to worry about collecting money. Yeah. Um, so I try. So it didn't exist. I mean, obviously there were, um, you know, calendar apps out there. You know, dozens of them, yeah. but nothing that had everything. And so I tried building on WordPress, but to try and get the calendar apps to work with the videos, to work with the testimonials, and that it uh, look good on mobile. And it was just a nightmare. I said, I can't. I'm not doing this. 
And I went to hire a programmer and programmer said, yeah, I could do this for about three grand. And I said, I'm not paying three grand for this. Anyway, as I'm thinking about this and having this problem, a friend of mine whose sister is a masseuse, um, she wrote him, she said, listen, I'm not technical at all, but is there some sort of software out there where I could just say, hey, these are the massages I offer, here's my calendar, wow. let people book me and pay for it all in one place? And then that's when the you know the, the, the bells went off in my head and I said, wow, if here's a masseuse that has this problem and I as a business coach has this problem, the gig economy is exploding. Yeah. You know, I bet there are probably millions of other people have that same problem in easy to use software that makes it easy to sell services online. Um, and then, uh, again, everything was just um, started to roll. A good friend of mine who I'd worked with on a, another project named David Yudkowitz, who's our CTO, he became available and I pitched him the idea and he loved it and we started building it. Uh, three months in, we brought in another co-founder, Lloyd Schroeder, who is a top-of-the-line designer. And then we spent a, you know about a year building it, and then we launched, and now it's two years later. And uh, you know, we're up to almost 18,000 users in over 100 countries. We're in wow. six languages. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, and you've seen the product. You use the product. And uh, thank God we grow every day. Dude, it's, it's – it's, it, you know, this book like a boss – and for anybody that wants to sign up, I don't have an affiliate link, by the way. <laughs> I need to I'll get hook, one of those. I'll hook you up. Yeah. But anybody, yeah. listen, for real, I use it. It's not even about the money for me. I've I've been using, and I'm just going to say it, I, I, I've been using Calendly for, for a long time. And I think paying 20 bucks a month or something like that. And it's missing some elements. And and it's, it's you know... Um, when when Matt Koenig from Rockstar Auto Conference, when he told me about Book Like a Boss, I was like, dude, what? And, and so, like, it, he showed me, he actually showed me the page he created for himself. And I charge four fifty an hour for coaching. So, so and, and I get those, hey, can I pick your brain? I get those, like, no, yes, you can. It's going to, I charge a one-hour minimum and pick away. Like, <laughs> you know. But, um, you know, and, and there, you're right. There's no easy way to, to, to send out something saying, here, pay me, click the link and book it. Let's go. Let's roll. You know, there's exactly. no easy way. Yeah, that's the, that's the pain point that we really solve. And, you know, also we, we kept in mind and we knew that there's a lot of people out there that are not technical, whether they're plumbers, electricians. Well, electrician, I guess, is technically technical. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, they don't know how they, – they don't want – you have site builders and stuff, but you still yeah. need you know, some sort of degree to, to, you know, really do these site uh, builders. We wanted something that was just simple, dra- easier than drag and drop. Just, you know, we make the whole thing just simple. It is And simple. give everything you need. And, yeah, thank God, the, you know, the market has responded very positively to it. And, it's, and it integrates well with, with – it integrates with PayPal and Stripe and – and all of these other payment platforms, and in it, you guys are are it's connected with um, Zapier, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, we're with Zapier and with uh, Zoom, Mailchimp, Zoom. yeah, yeah, dozens, uh, dozens of others, and more always coming. Yeah, so it's it's incredibly cool, and and um, so booklikeaboss.com, right? Yep, that's, that's just how they easy to easy to spell, easy to remember. Yeah, book like a boss. And I, I see um, you're using the initials Blab, 
which was a, a platform, if you remember, it was a, a social um, plat or a, a video. Well, I guess social media, kinda. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because we didn't we didn't initially call ourselves Blab. That's something that came from our well, who we call our bosses. Every time you know someone signs up, they're a boss. Yeah. And call them our bosses, but it they just it came from. I mean, we have a face active Facebook group with uh, over thirty five hundred bosses. Wow. And uh, they started came up with it because it's just easier to say than to uh, yeah than to write it out. Blab was actually really cool. <coughs> yeah, they didn't just, make I think it. They I don't know to, why. There was a couple of they had stiff competition at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I used to get on there with Grant Cardone. We'd get on and some other people, and it was a lot of fun back in the day. But, um, you know, so so what is so you have eighteen thousand users right now? Yeah, that's incredible, man. So, yeah. um, and and there's the what's the potential market for that? It's got to be in the millions. Yeah, I, I mean. mean yeah, <laughs> it, I mean it, hairdressers, anybody. Yeah, they, no, it's um, it's funny because half our clients use it, uh, for just using it for booking meetings and appointments, even if they're not selling a service. Right. And the other half are using it to sell a service, but we I haven't use really it, I started. I use it for both. Right, and we we make it very easy to use for both, depending yep. on what plan you're on. But you know, we haven't even scratched the market yet. We haven't ever, we actually haven't done any active marketing. Everything has really been you know word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, we, we did launch an app symbol campaign in 2017 that, you know, brought in our initial yeah. thousands of users, which was uh, brilliant. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's just been growing since. Dude, it's it's an it's an incredible platform. And 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 I'm really, really glad to to be a part of it. I mean, this is kind of the early stages, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, people, <laughs> yeah. we get a lot, you know, we're very, we're very responsive to our users. Very. And we take note of everything they tell us. Um, but we have, we have a really, we have a to-do list that's over a hundred things long. Yeah. Um, and we have some great features coming out. And yeah, it's, uh, it's funny because, you know, talk about, you said you have a lot of entrepreneurs that are, you know, watch your show. Yeah. Uh, and listen, listen to your podcast. We have, um, you know, it's, it's always a decision whether you should bootstrap or take investments. And, uh, you know, we decided to bootstrap just because, you know, for previous experience, I had, you know, I didn't have not had great success with uh, investors. Yeah. Um, you know, I took advantage and horrible stuff. So I said, yeah. you know what, this time we're going to bootstrap. And so we've been bootstrapping. We've turned down a few um, offers for investments over the last uh, year and a half. Yeah. Uh, but n now actually as a team, we said, you know what, now we're going to go out and raise um, because we've proven the market. We're, we're making money. But if we really want to grow and take it to the next level, um, you know, it's, we, we feel we're going to have to raise some money to, to really do that. So it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting dilemma, you know, to how hold how, – you know, I tell entrepreneurs, you know, before you take money, hold out for as long as you can, really. Yeah. And only take it when you need it for growth. Uh, and, and, you know, what's interesting is I have – I have um, – I bootstrapped mine, man. I, 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 I literally – was fresh out of a divorce and 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 a buddy of mine handed me 20 bucks and said dude this is it man you, you got to figure it out like you got to figure it out and i was like wow figure what out and he's like because i was staying at his house he's like you got to get out of my house oh man <laughs> i was like whoa man like you know and and i mean i had lost everything and and so 
I mean, I knew how to do web development and, and, and design. And so I just went out and started knocking on doors that day, man. And I got, wow. I got somebody to pay me $600 to update their website. It could have, that could have been $6 million and it would have meant the same to me. Right. So right. that's, but that's how, Amazing. That's, that's how you start, man. You just go. You got to hustle. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Dude, you got some really cool stuff. So, man, I, I, I think we, I wish we would have thought a little more ahead and been able to show your actual platform to some people on here. Um, but you, do you offer a free trial or not? Uh, yeah, we have, uh, you can sign up for free to try it out. We're actually, one of the things we're working on now is to do a, um, like a two week free trial uh, for any of the paid plans. So that's coming, but you could definitely, we have a free trial now that you could sign up for a free plan. Um, you don't That's get right. to see, you don't get to use all the features, but you definitely get the, you know, look and feel. And yeah. most people end up, uh, I think subscribing just because, you know, if, if you, if you need a calendar, if you need a scheduler, if you need something that makes it easy to sell services, you know, I don't like to to my own horn, but I guess that's what, that's part of the job. Yeah. You know, it, re it really is a fantastic platform. And we, you go to Capterra and look us up. We have over 165 star reviews. Yeah. Um, people really love us and we love our users and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's how we roll. And I, let me give you a plug here, man, because I, I've, um, you know, as I was setting some of this stuff up and I still have things I need to set up and, you know, I'm, I, I'm seeing your emails come in on the automated campaigns and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'm on, I'm going to reply to the CEO. Let's see if he responds. And, and holy crap, you did within like 10 <laughs> minutes. I was like, geez. And then we're emailing back and forth. And I'm like, wow, this is the dude. Like, this is really him. Like, and so, you know, you're very, very responsive, which I think is incredible. Um, it's, it's, it's probably the foundation of, of your growth, quite frankly. Is, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For any business, you got to treat your customers like gold and everyone yeah. matters. Yeah. You know, of course, like with any company, there's churn. And yeah. I take it personally when someone leaves us, you know, even they have good reasons and, yeah. you know, whatever. But still, it's like every person is, is a whole life and has a whole history and has a whole family. And if we can make that person's life easier or better, or help them make money or, you know, yeah. or grow their companies or business, you know, it's, it's very personal to us. And, you know, very often people, you know, you mentioned before I'm, I'm in Israel, which is, you know, seven hours ahead of the East coast. Yeah. And, uh, many times, you know, if I wake up in the middle of the night, just, you know, tickets and, you know, very often, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the Facebook group responding to requests and questions because, you know, our users are a lifeline there. There are blood. And I always say, you know, treat, there's a, a biblical, uh, term treat others how you want to be treated yeah right uh and uh from ethics of our fathers yeah. and uh that's it that's you know treat you know if you want to treat people how you want to be treated and you'll you know always succeed that, that's that's it man and 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 i think that you know with the what you've I, again i said something to you about a feature with the email stuff and you're like yeah dude we're adding that it's coming soon like, you know, and you're constantly making this better. And it's already better than any other platform I've ever used. So here's the thing. To anybody watching this right now, if you do anything with a calendar that requires, like, there's nothing I hate more than going, hey, how about Tuesday at 1 or would 3 o'clock be better? And then somebody, hey, Melissa Burrow, how are you? And then they reply and they go, yeah, I'm not available at those times. What other times do you have available? And I'm like, 
Oh my God. Uh, how about Thursday at 11 a.m.? Oh no, I can't. That's my show time. Uh, how about Thursday at 9 a.m.? Or would three in the afternoon be better? Oh, I'm out all day Thursday. Holy mother of God. What What's going to work? Like, And we've all been through that if you're trying to schedule things. So this gives you the ability to not only throw your calendar out there, but you can actually put a, a picture, uh, a portfolio of pictures of people that you've done business with. You can put testimonials on your page and embed your calendar and integrate payment like if you need to collect payments for anything up front like you can collect payments from people right all built into book like a boss it's incredible ken you're hired <laughs> no dude i mean it's incredible like it's, it's it's just a really great platform thank you thank you so much really appreciate that yeah man so so anybody watching this go sign up for book like a boss um just sign up like it's it's like just cheap do it. too just what do are it. the what are the month like nine dollars and or yes what, starts at nine dollars a month and uh our top plan is 29 dollars a month and you get two months free if you pay annually yeah i mean it's a no-brainer it's simple yeah absolutely yeah. what's the one that the right in the middle the most popular one how much is that um, I believe that's, well, we have, there's, again, because there are people that want to just use it for uh, booking appointments and for meetings and stuff like that. So that top plan is $12 a month. Um, yeah. And then, uh, which is pretty popular, but if you want to actually sell services, the middle plan there is at $19 a month. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no, it's no money. No money yeah. at all. You guys need to go check it out. It's, why did my, my my thing just got blurry. I don't know why this camera does that. It loses control of its autofocus. But um, anyway, so go check it out. And 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 it's um, man. I I want to say your name. Nachum. Say it again. Nachum. 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 Perfect. Did there I get it? Yeah, perfect. Man, I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna be speaking Yiddish by the end of the day. Boy, <laughs> they. <laughs> So, so look, man, I think, um, you're awesome. I, I, I really, um, I think you got a great thing going and 18,000 users on the platform already. Yeah. That's insane. Thank you. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's great. We're, we're just getting started. So, uh, definitely join us. So anything, anything else you want to share with, with, um, with my audience as, as we wrap up here? Um, go for it, man. If you, I, whenever I tell people, you know, and I get, you know, the number one question I'm asked is like, you know, how do I know what idea is good? And my number one answer is find a pain point. What's the pain that you're having, right? If you could solve a pain point that people are willing to pay for, then, uh, you know, you have something gold and, and be patient. Things don't happen overnight. You know, who was, I think was, uh, um, Evan from uh, from Twitter who said uh, it took me ten years to become an overnight uh, success story. Yeah, right. You know, uh, Ken, you definitely put in your years for sure. You know, we all do. And uh, so have patience and look for that pain point and always treat your customers like gold. What? Let me ask you this, and I ask every single guest this because I, I, two more questions, and we're going to wrap this up. But one is, what do you think? See, I think the world is. In my book, I, I'm, I'm a best-selling author, and so I, in my book I wrote, 
One of my favorite quotes is this. It's, there's no such thing as an original thought. All wisdom is plagiarized. Only stupidity <laughs> is original, right? So <laughs> I heard that somewhere. It's one of my favorite quotes because like if I, if I quote somebody, you know, I'm friends with Zig Ziglar's kids and, and, and I have all these, you know, f- people that I, you know, Zig brought me up in sales with Jeffrey Gittimer and Tommy Hopkins and all these other people that I'm connected to now, you know? And, and so like, if I, if I quote somebody, I'll always say, Hey, that was Nietzsche that said that, or that was, you know, whoever. Right. But if I don't remember, I don't remember. And I'll say, I don't remember. Right. There's a lot of people out there trying to spout off quotes on social media and pretend like it's theirs. And I'm like, dude, Einstein said that you dipshit. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, like, Right. It's actually you know, there's actually a Jewish law that says that you're not allowed to say something in someone else's name without giving them credit. Right. It's actually I, a law. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. So yeah. so, you know, like. What do you think the number one thing is that keeps people from. Like maybe they have an idea that they want to pursue, maybe they have a business idea, maybe they have a a um a guy they want to ask out a girl they want to ask out a, a and, and and obviously the most common answer to this question is fear but i want to see if you can go deeper and and so what do you think is holding people back from taking action towards that okay so you're definitely correct fear is the number one answer and but to go deeper and be more specific um i would say it's the People caring what other people think, mm. right? That yeah. is really – if you care what other people think, you're never going to go anywhere because you're always going to be judging yourself. Oh, what's this person going to say? What's this person going to do? What's this – you know, what's going to – you know, and that's what holds people back. And and it's funny because that's why social media, you know, took off like a storm because it was a way for people to get credit and get other people to say, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow, look what you ate, you know. You hardly will ever see me posting a picture of food on, uh, you know, Facebook or or Twitter or anything like that, because I don't think it's important that people should know what I eat. Right? right? How, how's, how does that help them? Um, unless I was a, a foodie blog or something like that, right? Right, right. But it, you know, it, but people are so worried what other people are going to say, and that's just something that my whole life I just never really cared about. Um, I just did what I wanted to do, and it, it didn't. I mean, of course, it got me in trouble when I was younger because I didn't care <laughs> what the teachers, you know, getting kicked out of three schools, uh, you know, yeah. didn't come from being such a good boy and, uh, you know, listening to my teachers. But, yeah, right. um, you know, that, but if, you, if you're always going to worry about other people say, that's going to hold you back. Just don't care about what other people are going to say. Just go move forward, do what you got to do. And, um, you know, let them come back to you 10 years later and say, oh my gosh, you know, I never thought you could have done this, but wow. And, you know, I get that a lot from people, you know, you you know, have, have you ever been through, you know, I can remember one day and I have this, um, this, this friend that, that they own a company doing his, the, the father started this company. They do a hundred million dollars a year now in business. And, and, um, I remember when I had my first office. I had a designer. I had a programming team in India. I had a designer in-house that would do all the Photoshop and, and all that stuff. And and I was doing right. sales and building it up, right? I could I had one employee and I couldn't make payroll. 
with one employee. And I was like, son of a... And so I call up my buddy's dad and I said, I said, I'm not calling you for money. I said, I'm, I, 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 um, I'm calling for advice. I just, I, I, I need to know how do you, what's the secret? How do you make it? How, I, I, I can't, I like, I have one employee and I can't make payroll. Like, it's insane. What is going on here? And, da, 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 da. and he says, um, he says, Ken, there's no secret. He said, well, hold on. If there is one, this is it. Okay. He goes, cause I went hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt on my credit cards, making payroll. There were times when I had 40, 50 employees and I couldn't make payroll. So I'd have a company meeting and say, Hey, we're going to get you next week. Can't make payroll this week. And he goes in a lot of them left. A lot of them walked out and a lot of them stayed. And the ones that stayed are very, very wealthy today. He said, yeah. however, the secret is this. You got to stay in the ring. You got to keep running. You got to keep fighting. And you don't let that blanking tiger catch you. Mm. <laughs> that was it. I said, Oi, vey, are you kidding me? <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, that's it. And he's like, that's it, man. You got to stay in the ring, man. You got to keep fighting no matter what. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Any successful entrepreneur has had their failures. Um, you know, you hear about them when they're big success, but everybody has had their scars and, uh, yeah. you know, but being able to get back up again, that's what, you know, the difference between an entrepreneur and just a guy with an idea. Dude, you know, entrepreneurs I, I, just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep getting up again and keep moving forward. I had my car repossessed in front of my employees one time. I was making payroll. I just wasn't making <laughs> my car payment. <laughs> so, and, and one of my employees is like, Comes in my office. Hey, uh, there's a there's a guy looking in the windows of your SUV, and I go, well, "Tell him get the hell out of here." And he goes, "Well, he's kind of got it blocked with a tow truck." Definitely tell him get the hell out of here. What? Like get you know shoot him or something. What, what's going like? So so um, you know so and this this question I ask of every guest, and that is. Let's say somebody called you up and they said, you know, look, man, I'm, I, it's falling apart. I can't figure it out. Um, my, my, my car got repoed last week. The electric's getting shut off tomorrow. I don't know what to do. My credit's destroyed. I couldn't finance a bologna sandwich right now. What in God's name am I supposed to do? What do you, because you and I know that it starts right here, those conversations up there, right? But but what are you going to say to that person in that moment to help get them over the hump? Listen, it's tough because, you know, I've been there. I mean, I, I never had a car repossessed, but I've definitely had my electricity shut off, not being able to pay for it. I've definitely sacrificed tremendous amounts to my family. Um, and thank God, if, you know, if it wasn't for my wife, who's always stood behind me and never once in, you know, 20 years of marriage ever said, hey, get a job because she knows who I am and, and she knows, you know, uh, what I'm about, you know, it's not easy. Being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. It really isn't, you know, right? And that's why so few succeed and uh, that's why there are so few successful ones. But you have to tough it out. You know, I, I've been there and I've sacrificed a lot and I've gone into tremendous debt. But, you know, 
I just won't take no for an answer. I'll just keep moving forward. If you believe in your idea, you believe in your vision, and you know you 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 are solving that pain point. Just keep moving forward. Do it. You know, do whatever it takes. Um, wow. That's that's what I tell them. But but really, they before they got into such a position, they probably should have spoken to someone like you before they started their business to see if this is really something I should be doing. Is my idea good enough? Always get counsel from people before starting a business because you could lose a lot of money. You could lose your life. You lose your house and your car, right? And you got to first see if you are if you have what it takes and if you know what it takes to become an entrepreneur and start a business. And you have to be able to um, have the uh, you know get the outside help and even speak to potential clients to see, hey, will they pay you for what you're building or what you're manufacturing or your software you're creating? And will they pay you enough that'll enable you to pay your bills? Yeah. Uh, and people get so hyped up with the idea they forget to do that part, and you know that could only uh, cause a lot of stress, uh, you know, down the line. I've seen, and I'm sure you have as well, hundreds of people that have lost everything. Either the idea wasn't good enough, or they just weren't entrepreneurial. Well, and I, I, and 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 let me play the devil's advocate on that for a minute, um, because, and I, I agree with you. I do agree. But I will say this, that, you know, I have hanging in my office over on the wall across from me, the, the uh, Theodore Roosevelt quote that's, you know, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. And it's about staying in the ring and the getting bloodied up and all of that. I've lost everything multiple times in my life. And in my 20s, I was making millions and lost it all, all of it, because of just dumb, stupid shit. I made dumb decisions, right? So, so like, you know, I agree with you, and it's painful to go through that. However, pain is the predecessor of all wisdom. And I think... Oh, absolutely. I, I think that people are living life to avoid pain. Tony Robbins talks about that. You know, we live life to, to avoid pain and, and gain pleasure. And, and that's true. But too many people are, 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 are afraid of the pain. They think that the pain is going to, you know, if they lost everything, well, that's the end of life. If they lost everything, it's over. And that's just not the case, man. It's not the case. The day that my car got repossessed and I had five employees standing around me outside of our office watching this a-hole tow truck driver put my vehicle up on his truck, I was literally like, life is over now. Like, this is the last day of my life. Like, this is it. And right. and that's just not the case. It's oh, not absolutely case. not. You got to get – again – all successful entrepreneurs have been there, have been through that pain, yeah. and you can't avoid it. It's part of it, and you should expect it and know what's going to happen. There's always going to be ups and downs, but as I said before, getting up and knowing how getting to get up, up and keep moving forward, staying in that ring, as you said, that's what it's all about. Dude, that's it, man. That's it. No matter what, don't give up. Here you are now, the CEO of a of Book Like a Boss. You got 18,000 people already on your platform, subscribers. Like, that's insane. That's absolutely phenomenal. And I'm sure this time next year, you're going to have 180,000 subscribers or more. You know? Hope so, so. Yeah. Well, dude, I, I'm sure that you will. It's a phenomenal platform. And you actually care about your customers. The fact that, you know, I'm getting your marketing emails and I respond and then you yourself 
reply back to me, not because you know who I am, not because you know I have a TV show and I'm a number one best-selling author or any of that. I had no idea. You had no <laughs> idea. You're just like, right. this dude's one of my customers. He's he's what what you refer to as a boss, right? And, exactly. And, and, and you respond. And that's, that's yep. insane. So I am looking forward to, first off, I'm going to have to go boot somebody from Facebook. Um, I'm at the 5,000 friend limit, but I'm, you and I are going to be Facebook friends and, and hopefully, I'm happy to do the same. <laughs> yeah. Let's make that happen. Today, I got to boot, boot someone, but, but you know, I think that I, I'm looking forward to seeing your growth. Um, I'm looking forward to continuing to use book like a boss. Anybody on here watching this? Go to booklikeaboss.com. You have a free version on there, right? A light yeah, sure. version? Yeah, we have yeah. a free version they could use and, you know, use it forever. Yeah. So there's a free version you can use forever. If you want some of the more advanced features, it starts at nine bucks a month and then twelve bucks a month. And I think there was one I saw for whatever. Nineteen and twenty nine. Yeah. I mean it's it, the maximum is twenty nine, I think, right? Which, yeah. Which is crazy. It is a powerful booking tool, way better than anything else out there. And trust me, I've used all of them, all of them, because it's a nightmare trying to go back and forth booking people on your calendar. Absolutely. So, Ken, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's really been an honor. It's an honor getting to know you and now to get your audience. And yeah, we're definitely going to be in touch. Um, I love your vibe. I love, you know, yeah. what you give over. And uh, I can't wait to learn more about you and, and build our friendship likewise man and and i'm gonna learn how to um say your name <laughs> one, no. one more one more time nothing 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 great you got great nothing okay all right so nothing thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule i appreciate it and you booked you booked your appointment through book like a boss Right, which is fantastic. You use the platform. I booked my appointment with you, and it worked great. Got it's the awesome. reminder emails. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Great platform. Awesome. <laughs> all right, well, listen, thank you all for watching. To anybody who shared this out, thank you. Like, you rock. I love it when I see people share this out. Appreciate it. Knock them. Don't hang up on Skype. Thank you, guys. We will see you later. James Springer, go back and watch the replay, bro. This is a phenomenal interview. So thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day.